When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, welcome inside the Woody Hayes Athletic Center. This is the Practice Report. It's brought to you by Byers Auto. I am Austin Ward. That is Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, and Jeremy Birmingham. Training camp rolling along for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Uh, scrimmage was a few days ago. Now the defensive linemen took their turn for a little bit of media day with Larry Johnson and the Rushman. So let's just start right there, Berm. I think I'm going to say that Javante Jean-Baptiste is the most improved defensive player maybe on this roster and definitely one of the most improved media personalities I saw him about a week ago, caught my eye, told Spencer about this, when they had an open practice and he goes out there into the middle of a huddle and starts, he gets to be the one that called up and talked. I never would have thought that would have happened three years ago. Never thought he would put on weight to be up to 255 pounds. I really believe that this guy is, if he's not a starter, he's going to be the, the most important guy off the bench for Ohio State. I got a glimpse of that this summer when Ohio State had one of their recruiting camps in here and they had all the campers gathered around and they were introducing Ryan Day and Ryan Day called up Javante Jean-Baptiste to talk to the kids and he and he was talking to them about the importance of just waiting your time waiting 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 giving yourself you know the opportunity to develop and uh, you can see it with a guy like Javante but some of it is like I, I don't know if he's the most improved media personality some of it, we just never got to talk to him well before. and so you, you know that you know that group I think that's the, the big takeaway for me today is how mature the entire defensive line group is and, and from from top to bottom even the guys we didn't get to talk to the thing that everyone was talking about Jack Sawyer and JT Tumalo out today was how just how they're handling things like professionals they come in here they they do the work they're not you know the, those typical young guys that need that sort, sort of push and, and that urging along yeah I don't think it should come as any surprise that that Larry Johnson has those guys prepared for what they do uh, out there on those outdoor fields and then coming into the media session I thought it was pretty impressive as you said Berm how professional that group really handled it. Yeah, I was impressed by the way Tyreek Smith handled his situation because, you know, he could still be bitter about getting the positive COVID test in the national championship game. No, he opened up and talked about it. Javante Jean-Baptiste opened up and talked about his maturity. Zach Harrison is a completely different person than what we saw a couple years ago, but really he's not a different person. It's just the way he handles himself. The way all of these guys operate is just on a different level, almost than even the rest of the units on this team. The defensive line just looks so mature they, I think they get that energy from Larry Johnson. They put it into onto the field. They put it on the practice field. They bring it to the interviews. They bring it to the meeting rooms. And that's why this unit, I think, is the best defensive line in America, maybe one of the best individual units in the country. It's because of the way Larry Johnson handles everything in this building. Yeah, but past that, one of the reasons they're going to be maybe one of the, one of the elite uh, defensive line groups in the country, in my opinion, is the fact, for example, Teron Vincent looks like he's totally healthy for the first time as a Buckeye. That brings on a a, a whole new dimension for them trying to swap those guys between three technique and nose and uh, who's going to play well. You got Haskell Garrett, who is a bona fide leader. You know, and you were talking about Zach Harrison. You know, Zach Harrison to us always has seemed a little bit late, you know, not laid back, maybe step back as far as like speaking to us. But he says behind the scenes, he's always been kind of effervescent. Uh, but we all know the impression he made on Mickey Marotti when he was being recruited as being almost a wallflower and not speaking. Now he's stepping up. He's being a leader. You know, he's got some things in the pipeline in the NIL department. That's probably helping him from a speaking up standpoint. But sure. 
these guys are all matured, have all matured right in front of our eyes. And now you're going to see, I think the fruition of that is going to be something spectacular when you add on there really right now the sprinkles, uh, which are JT2 Emolau and Jack Sawyer. I mean, this is a fantastic looking group. It's, it's a weird feeling for me because I'm not sure as we stand here right today, whatever, in the middle of August that I know the answer is Larry Johnson, and I know that you give him the benefit of the doubt, and you assume that it's going to be one of the best units in America. I think there are more questions about this defensive line than I anticipated having, and I hear everything you're saying, and I agree with all of it. But if, if Zach Harrison, he's still got to go out and prove that he's not done it. So that's he's unproven in that regard. I know he didn't have a full scrimmage on Saturday to go out and show what he could do. So that's unclear. I'm talking about Javante Jean Baptiste and his improvements. He's still got to go do it and play with that weight and, and translate from a training camp into camp. Tyreek Smith, I've been talking about him as a future first-round pick now for three years. Yeah. Well, he has to stay fully healthy. He missed a practice last week, and he says he's fine, and it was just maintenance day. That's, I, I fully believe that. There's no problem with that. Teron Vincent, okay, it's got to go. got to go do it for the first time. All these guys, you know what Larry Johnson will bring out of them, but this is a, one of the first times I can really remember you just look at the Rushman and you're like, all right, but I don't know it for sure yet. Who's it going to be? It's going to it's going to have to be someone. And we got it. We got a glimpse of that at Tyreek Smith in the Clemson game last year. What he can do when he's a fully armed and operational Death Star, you know, like he he was a problem for yeah. Clemson. And I, I think one of the guys we didn't talk to today is sort of my dark horse for the season is Ty Hamilton. I just think that Ty Hamilton, if you see him walking around here, I remember watching him when he came in here in March of 2019 as a recruit, and Ohio State had just offered him, and I'm like, what are they offering that kid for? And you look at him now, and he's 290 pounds, and he has developed into his brother's frame, into what Devon did here as a, as a fifth-year senior at Ohio State. And I think he's one of those guys that really is going to step up. But you're right. I mean, this is not a, t a position group that has a lot of proven um, you know, depth. It, it has a ton of depth. It's probably the deepest full group end and tackle Larry Johnson's had. But someone has to step up and do it consistently. I'm just looking at the fact that uh, these guys came in, much of the, many of these guys came in ballyhooed, and for whatever reason, they haven't gotten to their potential yet, I mean, full potential yet, but you just get the sense now that, that, that like a Zach Harrison is ready to launch. I mean, really, from everybody you talk to, he's a different kind of player than he was two years ago, without a doubt. And Teron Vincent is finally healthy. We've been waiting for him to see what he's all about. You know, yeah, he can get banged up, you know, next practice or, or two games from now. But I'm just talking, you know, we're talking about on potential. Yeah, you still got to step out there and do it on the field in big time games. But these two freshmen they've got are the, are the best tandem freshmen at defensive end of anybody in the country on a potential standpoint. Mm -hmm. They still got to play, but like, uh, like my friend over here is talking about, I mean, the potential is there for this to be a very good unit. One of the things that kind of strikes me about this unit is in 2018, they had Nick Bosa. In 2019, they had Chase Young. They had a guy they could just constantly rely on. Like, you're always going to get something special from those guys. Last year, it was Jonathan Cooper, and he was a really good player, but he wasn't that transformational guy. And 
I think these, this group right now had to learn to turn into those kind of transformational guys, whereas it was almost like a procession, like the next guy is just up to do it, the next guy is up to do it. This reminds me more of the, the 2017 unit in a way where there's not one singular guy that's going to take over a game, but if you put all these guys on the field at once, you know, Haskell Garrett's going to draw a double team every now and then. Noah Potter looks like a guy who could really make an impact, and that frees up everything for those guys on the outside. So there's not really a transformational guy in the room, but at the same time, that could be a good thing for all these guys as a collective. I think for an upside, there's way more of those guys this year than there mm-hmm. are, than there were last year. Uh, I think it just comes down to productivity and health, and that's that's ultimately right. when you say like, why haven't they done it? It's because they none of these guys have been able to stay on the field, and that's that's you know. What, what is the old saying? Availability is the best ability. Best ability, right? yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, for a kid like Zach Harrison, Zach Harrison, he took a lot of flack last year, and I, maybe I'm just in the complete minority here. I thought he played really well when he played last year, but he just didn't play a lot. Well, I think there was the ex- expectation that okay, into year two, he's going to be the starter, and you know, he played in that Fiesta Bowl. He was the first guy out on the field, and that didn't happen. And so you latch on to you know, Larry Johnson, and Spencer's talking about 2017. Like the way he rotated through those four, when you thought there would be a clear pecking order, I mean. Well, that was Chase Young, Nick Bosa, yeah. Ty, Taquan Lewis, Sam <laughs> and Sam Hubbard. Hubbard yeah. yeah, I mean that's a pretty darn good group of NFL players. Yeah, yeah. so I, I, I'm struggling to get exactly to where Spencer was going with that one, with the with guys that you knew would go get it. But that's I'm not. Maybe not, it's just because they're all unproven. I mean, yeah. if you look well, at, at that, that 2017, point, yeah, yeah. those yeah. guys were well, all. That, unproven. We're talking would, potential here. Yeah, so. <laughs> But to your point, you know, as you go on there, Burn, like Ty Hamilton and Javante John Baptiste, on the guys that are being scrolled through to my right here on the video board, they were named captains for the scrimmage according to those pictures, which Ohio State didn't just hand us a list of that. So if, if Ty Hamilton is at that point, you know, obviously that's a big deal. And I'm just looking at it, maybe I'm making too much out of removing Tommy Togiai and the uncertainty that I, I think there may be at nose. I think that's and, legit, and, your uncertainty. And Tyler Friday, that would push Jack Sawyer and JT Tuimalau into the lineup before they may have been ready. But because that's just you had those four veterans at defensive end, different conversation. Togi I, an NFL player at nose next to Haskell Garrett, different conversation. We saw what happened to them against Alabama when to, suddenly Tommy Togi yeah. was not available. I mean, you know, and obviously Perrick Smith, but I mean uh, you know, Jerron Cage, you know, played Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. I don't know. Did he play well in that he game? Played, I'm trying. Yeah. I mean, he played fine. Yeah, I mean, he that played game fine. was a wash from but the I mean, start. Yeah. You, you lost your entire defense. The, the bottom line is, that, yeah, we're talking about Spencer now. I mean, I'm talking about the potential of this group now that they are they have one more year under them for the most part. And uh, from a health standpoint, I don't I don't think Teron Vincent has ever been healthier no. since he's been here than he is now. I am really looking forward to what that guy brings to the table as a healthy force in the, in, on the inside. So those are things that are – yeah, you're kind of projecting at this point because it is preseason. They're going to be tested right out of the gate. I mean, Minnesota oh, yeah. is going to try to grind the, the football down the field. And I think for, for a lot of these guys, it's just going to be about stepping up and making sure they make a play. And the one thing that this team has this year that they didn't have a year ago is, at least hopefully, the, the chance to play games against Akron. The game, you know, you're going to get an opportunity for, for JT 
uh, Tui Maloa and Jack Sawyer and these other young guys to get some some meaningful reps in games that they weren't able to get a year ago for the young guys. And that should help uh, build this team over the next few months. But as we've talked about multiple times, with all of the inexperience at linebacker, all of the question marks in the secondary, the defensive line better step up. Those games are also important for you know, even Zach Harrison. He is. You're talking about you, you believe he played better than I got it credit for last year. I tend to agree with that. But he's what has he played? You know, yeah. 16, 18, yeah. 19 games in his career. Yeah. Um, when Spencer's talking about 2017, just to go back to that, like, well, Chase Young hadn't played 32 games yet. Right. You know, Sam Hubbard had, had played one season. So those guys had the benefit of taking what Larry Johnson teaches out here and then it doesn't always have to be against Wisconsin. You're going to make some big plays. You're going to get you're getting live reps against somebody who's not an Ohio State offensive lineman blocking you. They all need that. Even Tyreek Smith, like as long as he's been here, is what has he played? Probably 16, yeah. 17 real games. That's a great example. In 2019, Chase Young had one of my favorite Chase Young plays against Miami, Ohio. He knocked the ball out of his hand. They almost scored a touchdown off of it. And again, it was against Miami, Ohio. So even the guys you feel like. You know, he's going to bring it against the Clemsons, the Alabamas, the Wisconsins in the Big Ten Championship game. They need the Miami Ohio's on the schedule. They need those Akron's and Tulsa's on the schedule and even Rutgers and Maryland because you can really make some hay there and really start to develop, uh, you know, some chemistry with these guys along the defensive line. You can get in mix and match who's with you and stuff like that. Those games are very important. They're just as important as practice, like you said. Yeah, and I think you guys, I don't know if you all agree or not because we do disagree, but uh, I think Zach Harrison's a different kind of dude. I mean, I, you know, he claims he's the same guy, but there's something different about him. I'm just from a confidence standpoint, which I think will translate to the field. We all know that the biggest question on these guys, the defensive front last year was, the, the abbreviated year it was, was lack of sacks. And uh, sometimes lack of like enough pressure uh, to really mess things up. Of course, it came to fruition, it came to, uh, whatever, what's the word I'm looking for there, fruition yeah. in, the, in the championship game when they really needed pressure on Mac Jones. Did that game go poorly? Could, mm. Yeah, yeah, but you understand, I mean, yeah. what, what's that old line? What, you know, what goes around comes around, meaning it finally caught up with them. And uh, that's what I am interested to see from the jump. Tyreek Smith and Zach Harrison, yeah, I'm really interested in these freshmen, but I'm really interested to see if Jack, Zach Harrison and Tyreek Smith are gonna become the sort of the terrors we think they could have become maybe a year ago. They're at least carrying themselves like that. And yeah. I think if you're, if you're gonna look at the comparisons to Bosa's or Chase Young, you knew from the second that they got here that they had an alpha mentality. They knew that they were the best defensive end in the country and they were not gonna be blocked by two or three people. Yes. And I'm not sure that Zach Harrison had that from day one when he got here. And he's had to maybe learn that. Again, nobody knows ever what's going directly through somebody's mind, but just our experiences around him were not the same as when Joey Bosa came in and he's like, well, I'm gonna play right away and no one's going to stop me. So yeah. I think, you know, he's had to maybe grow into that and learn that. Certainly having Larry Johnson, we keep bringing that up, working with someone with his physical tools, that's going to help. Tyreek Smith hasn't had that problem. He's always been anointed as that five-star potential first-round draft pick, but it's just been the injuries holding you back. So, again, that's that potential buzzword. It's it just I, – I just feel strange talking about a Larry Johnson unit that way where it's unproven. I, it's not that I doubt that it will happen because I expect that it, it's going to, but – as you sit here in August, it's just a little little vibe about it. You use the key word there, key words, Larry Johnson. I mean, at this point, the guy gets the benefit of the doubt. And huh, you know of course. That he's going to have these guys ready to go. And, and 
I've written about it a number of times in the last few years. Every time the Buckeyes seem to need like a game from the from the Rushman, they get it. Oh yeah. And uh, you know whether it was the Penn State game in 2017 when they decided to just go nuts <laughs> in the fourth quarter, you know they, they took over that game. They, they they that group has found ways to take over games and win them for the Buckeyes. And they may be called upon to do that in these first two weeks. I'll tell you, a key word that uh, Ryan Day had for us on Monday of this week was he was very impressed by the physicality or the physical nature of what, what he saw in that scrimmage on Saturday. And that goes right back to the key parts of any football team, the offensive and defensive lines. He really liked how they got after each other. And, you know, we're talking about an offensive line that could be, again, we're talking potential, but could be, you know, fantastic, great, one of the elite in the country. And, uh, I think that bodes well for this defensive line getting a report like that. Absolutely. I, I, I think the, that the defensive line here, one of the guys that I talked to more than anybody else today was Antoine Jackson, a guy that he's got the experience. He's got you know some good plays under his belt. He hasn't really put it all together, but he's been in Larry Johnson's room for three or four years now. I don't know if you guys know this. He went to Auburn first. Oh, he did? Yeah, hmm. it's pretty crazy. In the blend. Got a but, second recruitment here? Is that how yeah, that works? second huh. recruitment. It's a pretty wild story. You guys should did you cover that? Maybe we should write about it. But no, no. what's that? That's a new. He's the kind of guy. That was last century. Did he play lacrosse? Uh, he did not. <laughs> oh. That was in the previous decade. But he's the kind of guy that can really power this unit that's really underrated. You've got Haskell Garrett, who's going to get a lot of attention. Yeah. These defensive ends are going to get a lot of attention. Teron Vincent as a former five star guy. And you've got this 60 year guy just kind of hanging around. You've got uh, Jerron Cage, who's kind of just hanging around there. You've got a Ty Hamilton flying into the river. That sort of speaks to his point, though, doesn't it? Like, yeah. you, you, there's. there's there's just guys hanging around, and you and it's not a normal feeling for Ohio State fans to head into uh, a season going, okay, who's the guy on the line that's going to do it? Right. And I think that you have guys like that, but if, in my mind, if it's not someone like Ty Hamilton, if it's not one of these younger guys coming up, then the same problems that they've had in the last couple of years are, are maybe raise their head again. You've got to get a, a bull rusher in the middle. Ty Hamilton's the guy to do that in my mind. Antoine Jackson, uh, Teron Vincent, Noah Potter, Jaron Cage, all these guys. The whole goal here for Larry Johnson, for Kerry Combs, for Matt Barnes, for Al Washington, rotate, rotate, rotate. They need them all. And uh, I, I'm excited to see it tomorrow in the horseshoe. Some guys get it sooner. Some guys get it later. I mean, Dewan Jones on the offensive side of the ball, there's a great example of a guy who has really risen in the last six months. And, boy, you talk to these guys, defensive linemen guys, about him. I mean, today it was, you know, plaudits. I mean, this guy. So. What's not to say that it can't? Same thing can't be happening on the other side of the line. I really do believe it is. All right, count up all the references to the uh, last decade of Rushman from this episode. We've got a lot of callbacks and a lot of analysis as this unit moving forward. A season opener. We didn't even talk about Michael Hall, Tyreek Williams. I mean, there's well, a lot of guys. But we would have been having the exact same conversation. I would have liked to talk yes. about Noah Potter's move more, but right. all of this is exactly the same. We know that Ohio State has extremely talented people in that locker room back there, and well, the best position coach in America. But we need them to go play against Minnesota, so we can know, we can talk yeah. about it for sure, and then find out which which units to compare them to in the past from Larry Johnson's career, as Spencer brought up for us earlier. That's Spencer Holbrook, Tim May, Jeremy Birmingham. I'm Austin Ward. This, as always, is the practice report brought to you by Buyers Auto. We will be down here on campus Wednesday morning as well, expecting to get a much longer look at the Buckeyes. So stay tuned for full coverage of that at LettermanRow.com. We will see you then. <laughs>